AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports show, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. I'm Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. Michael Barr is off today. He'll be back with us later this week. Coming up today, the NFL scandal over John Gruden's emails could be heading to Capitol Hill. Plus, the AAC adds six new teams. But first, we got to talk baseball because the stage is set for the World Series. There's a shot to Dansby. He slides to it. He's got it. Throws over. There is a new champion of the National League, and it is the Atlanta Braves. They have won the 2021 National League pennant, and the Atlanta Braves are going to the World Series. That is the final call on WCNN as the Atlanta Braves beat the LA Dodgers 4-2 to clinch the National League pennant and advance to the World Series. Lynchy, I gotta admit, it's been a while since I watched uh the Houston Astros, and I know that they were entangled in the cheating scandal, but I almost forgot that they were in the AL. I mean, because they were in the NL for so long until 2013, it was like, wait a minute, now we have two National League teams playing. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, there was a little bit of an imbalance. There were 16 teams in one league and 14 in the other, so they moved uh, Houston over the American League to make it 15 and 15. Uh, this is the fifth straight year they're in the League Championship Series. It's the third time they're in the World Series. And a lot of people haven't seen them since their cheating scandal, uh, which happened when they beat the Dodgers in the 2017 World Series. So there might be some curiosity from some people that might want to peek in. I know there's a lot of concern about the ratings in this uh, between these two matchups, Atlanta and Houston. Yeah, is there such a thing as a bad World Series matchup? I mean, if you're in advertising, you probably would have preferred the Red Sox, the Yankees, L.A., or San Francisco to be in the World Series. Yeah, well, of course, uh, the Dodgers and the Red Sox played in 2018, but that didn't draw big numbers. It only averaged 8.3 million viewers, and that was really kind of a shock to everyone. It was more of an indictment on the game of baseball itself mm. than the two participants in the two two major top ten markets. So now you've got Atlanta, which has a, a broad reach across the United States because of their all their games, or uh, most of the games are on TBS. So if you're in uh, Butte, Montana, you, you, be, you become a Braves fan. If you're in <laughs> someplace in San Diego, you can become a Braves 
Braves fan, even though you have a team. So that's one thing that this broadcast has going for it. But they're going to play Tuesday and Wednesday. They won't be going head-to-head with football, so they'll have the stage, the national stage to themselves. They're off Thursday. Then they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday is not a big television viewing night. Most people are out watching uh, Friday night football or it's date night or they're going with Michael Barr. He's probably out bowling on Friday night. Saturday, you go head-to-head with college football. That's a tough task. And Sunday night, Sunday night football this week is the Dallas Cowboys against the Minnesota Vikings kickoff at 820. Major League Baseball first pitch that night is 816. I think baseball is going to get crushed that night in the ratings. Yeah, and of course, I mean, you do have a couple of shout-outs to names from the past. Dusty Baker, of course, the highly respected manager, former San Francisco Giant uh, manager, has a chance to remake the Astros after their cheating scandal. So there's that to watch for. But I, I just wonder whether baseball comes out looking better even with all the announcements that they're going to try to speed up the game, because that never happens in no. the playoffs, right? In, the postseason, no. the games just go on for even longer. It's 8.09, first pitch every game except Sunday night, which is 8.16. And there's, there's always been a standing joke. Hey, where were you when that great catch was made in the bottom half of the ninth <laughs> inning to win the game? Uh, I was sound asleep in my bed. <laughs> exactly. I caught it the next morning. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I don't think a lot of people are going to are going to stand up. I mean, I mean, elementary school kids, they... You know they're they're in bed. You know eight o'clock, eight thirty. They might see one inning and that's it. Um, you know when I was a kid, many of the games were played in the afternoon, so we'd run home from school and watch. But yeah. it, it's some that doesn't kids, work I, with prime time. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And again, there's no you, you, football game. You know it's going to last three hours. Right. Hockey, basketball, two right. and a half hours. Baseball could be infinity. And it often is if you're going to remove the pitcher after one look, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Eight, eight people come to the mound, and it's a big caucus. It's a team meeting, basically. Exactly, exactly. Team meeting with a little bit of uh, throwing the ball in between. <laughs> All right, up next, let's talk about the NFL and the emails that no one mm. in the league wants to talk about, because it now looks like Congress could actually be getting involved in the John Gruden email scandal, which was remarkable because that was not what this whole thing was about initially. No, attorney Beth Wilkinson was uh, charged by the National Football League uh, to uh, investigate this, and she also was told not to have a written report, which has a lot of people scratching their heads. What, so uh, that there's nothing to go back to? There's no documentation? Cor- correct. When, um, For instance, in the, the Flategate scandal with, with Tom Brady, mm-hmm. uh, Ted Wells had a, a report that came out that was uh, over 500 pages. It might have been 1,000 pages. I, I, all I know is I, I used to, uh, some people used to stand on it in the newsroom to be uh, <laughs> level with the camera. That's how thick it was. And this was just over deflating a football. Now, this is over all kinds of insinuations. Um, I think the, the, the the end game here is that uh, Congress wants to get after Daniel Snyder. The owner of the Washington football team. Owner of the Washington football team. Or one of the owners. Well, he's the principal owner, and he has uh, all kinds of accusations against him and uh, his administration. Uh, many uh, employees have filed suit against them. Some have made settlements and signed non-disclosure agreements. Um, and, and Snyder still remains in charge of this, this football team. So uh, I think that's the end game. I'm not a big fan of Congress getting involved in sports matters. Uh, I remember during uh, Spygate, Arlen Specter wanted to have a a full-fledged investigation. And I said, this is really silly. I mean, list the priorities we have in this country. And uh, looking over someone videotaping defensive signals doesn't fall in the top one million things I'm concerned about with this country. Yeah. House Oversight Committee sending a letter to Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. They have requested a response by November 4th. Yes. 
So um, we'll look for that when it does happen. Well, John Gruden has already lost his job as coach of the Oakland Raiders. He won't get another job as a head coach, and he will not probably not get another job as a broadcaster. Um, he's done. So they have a commissioner. Uh, let the commissioner decide it. Uh, no matter how you feel about Roger Goodell, uh, he has a, a lot of people that handle these things for him, and I think it should be left to the commissioner of the league and not Congress. And the legal team will be working overtime. You bet. All right, finally, let's talk about college sports and the news that the American Athletic Conference is taking on six new teams, and that is to replace the three that are leaving for Big 12. Uh, So I believe the AAC now expands to 14 teams. Is that right? Yes. Yep. They had Charlotte Rice, FAU, uh, Alabama, Birmingham, uh, UNT, and UTSA. Uh, It's a lot of acronyms. Yeah, North Texas is UNT, (laughs) in case you didn't know. And they lose Cincinnati, who's number two team in the country right now, Houston and the University of Central Florida. This whole thing is about about uh, bowl slots. Um, Right now, currently, the uh, All American, the American Athletic Conference, uh, is eight of their teams will play in bowl games at the end of this regular season. And those bowl games are lucrative. They pay a lot of money. Teams don't make a lot of money because they have to use that money to cover their expenses. Mm-hmm. The team traveling, staying in the hotel for the week, the band, the cheerleaders, the administration. The hoopla. But but this, it's great exposure for the school, um, it, it, especially when you're recruiting. Hey, come play with us. Hey, we just went to a great bowl game in... Um, in uh, in Louisiana, and, so it's a uh, big can, marketing drive. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's what it is, and uh, you've got to get in a conference to be eligible. Unless you're an unbelievable team like Notre Dame, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're independent. But forget about it. If you're a team like Florida Atlantic University, you need to be in the league to get yourself into a bowl game, which translates into getting that recruit who might be thinking about going to another I school. See. Okay. Come on, play for us. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe this is the, the residue of the previous realignment of the Big 12, and it's now just kind of not rolling downhill, but it just has a ripple effect for everyone else. It does, and it started when the Southeastern Conference lured Oklahoma and Texas out of the Big 12 to come compete in the Southeastern Conference in 2024, I think, is the, is the first year. And so then the Big 12 went and raided a couple of teams, and so you're right, it is a ripple effect. It's it's, it's get into a conference or, or, or you're going to become irrelevant. Right, right. This is how you stay in people's yep. minds. And so does it create new rivalries as a result? I mean, are there constantly new rivalries sprouting up because the conferences get realigned? It can kill rivalries more than it can kindle new rivalries. Hmm. For instance, uh, Oklahoma, Nebraska used to be a huge, a huge showdown. We'd always play around Thanksgiving Day or that Thanksgiving weekend. Right, like part of tradition. Yeah, but then Nebraska went to the Big Ten. 10, and that ended that. And then Nebraska-Colorado used to be a big game. And I'm, I'm worried about Oklahoma-Texas when they go to the Southeastern Conference. They may not be playing every year in the, in the Red River Showdown, which they always meet in Dallas, which is the halfway point between Austin, mm-hmm. Texas, and Norman, Oklahoma. But I think these rival, uh, realignments do more to kill a rivalry than they do to create a new rivalry. And then those teams will never play each other again? Uh, they could uh, down the road, but it won't be like every year. I mean, every year you look forward to Auburn, Alabama. You look forward to Army-Navy. You look forward right. to you. USC, UCLA, and of course, Harvard-Yale. And these these will maybe, if you play someone every two or three years, the rivalry's over. Yeah, yeah. It just becomes another game. 
You bet. Um, I know Barr pays attention to it because he's always looking at the lines. <laughs> Our good friend Michael Barr. We can always count on him. Every time there's a type of gambling, he's the expert. We just sit back and let him go. He's there. And, of course, he will be back with us later this week. This is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scarlett Fu, along with Mike Lynch. You'll want to catch us here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, where we explore the world of money and sports. And, of course, you can find us on Twitter as well. I'm at Scarlett Fu. And I'm Mike Lynch. You can follow me at Lynchy WCBB. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.